Hi, I'm Rochelle Gray. Over the past 20 years, I have struggled with the symptoms of seasonal affective disorder, but now I think it's time for a change. Join me in my journey of discovery as I find ways to manage the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual symptoms of depression. You know, we all need someone who understands what we're going through. So I'm here reaching out to you, and I hope you'll follow along as I learn about the causes, the symptoms, and the treatments available for SAD. Get ready to learn something new and maybe even see yourself in a whole new light. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Valentine's Day episode of My Sad Self. This one's going to be exciting. This one's going to be so much more fun than last week's vitamin D. Not that I didn't enjoy it. I learned a whole lot about vitamin D. Today's a sunshiny day and I've got my sad therapy light here, giving myself some self-love with a nice cup of tea. And I've got my loving note vase ready to go for the end of the show. So shall we dive in? Valentine's Day has been celebrated since the 16th century, if you can believe that. Those were when they first saw inscribed notes that went out to people on St. Valentine's Day. Things have changed a bit. We've gotten more gift-oriented. A lot of people think it's the commercialism of Valentine's Day is really the only point of it. I was surprised that 25 to 30% of the population isn't even acknowledging Valentine's Day. Part of that has to do with whether you have a partner or not. But you know what? We all need Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day isn't about loving everybody else. It's about love. It doesn't matter if it's directed to somebody else or directed into yourself. We all need Valentine's Day. If you're listening to this, get prepared. Give yourself a Valentine's Day. You are definitely worth it. When it comes to buying things, men and women differ when they buy to their partners. Men usually buy flowers and chocolates. Women usually buy cards and chocolates. Women expect a card and flowers but they're getting chocolates and flowers. Men don't expect anything in general, and if they do expect something, it's usually a card or clothes. And that makes absolutely no sense to me because I don't think I've ever bought my husband clothes for Valentine's Day. It's interesting that women expect a card and hardly any men buy cards. They just don't want to put those emotions down in writing, whereas women really appreciate that part. I just wanted to look at whether receiving these things really makes a difference in our lives. Do they really? Is it just a commercial thing? Or are we actually getting some benefit out of receiving gifts from our significant others? And of course, I had to go and find some scientific evidence because I am a stats person. Gotta have the numbers. So I found out that when you receive a card, you think about it, you get a card, it comes in the mail, somebody hands it to you, whatever. What do you do? You stop and you look at it. Did they write your name on the front of it? What color is the envelope? How big is the envelope? How heavy is the envelope, right? There might be something in it. Uh, then you open it up and you pull the card out. And you, I don't know about you, but I always look at the front to see what it is. Is it flowers? Is there something written on it? Does it resonate with me? This person spent time picking out this card for me. And the image on it is as important as what's inside of it. So I look at the front a little bit. I open up the card and I read what's inside. A lot of times I wish the person wasn't staring at me when I was reading it. It can be a little awkward sometimes. Or if it's really, really mushy, maybe they expect me to get a little teary-eyed and I don't. But try to get past it. I read the words. I smile. I look at the person. If 
if they're there. And I thank them. You just have to say thank you because they took the time. Maybe they wrote something in it. Maybe they just signed their name. It doesn't matter. They went to the store and they picked out this card and they spent the time looking at all those cards on the shelves. And believe me, my husband can tell you that I could spend a long, long time looking at cards. Almost as long as it takes me to pick out a cereal. But that's a topic for another day. What do you do with the card? Do you throw it away? Do you put it on your desk so you can look at it? Do you set it somewhere on the table beside you, on the coffee table, on the shelf, on the mantel? You do. You keep it. You hold on to it. And whether you keep it a day, a week, a month, or you stumble across it six months from now, when you see that card, you're going to remember that that person picked it for you. You're going to remember that person. So the emotional response that we get from a card is huge. And if you think about a digital card, the big thing now, everything's digital. Let's send them a virtual card. There's even companies that you can make a donation and they'll send a card to somebody with a digital note from you. But think about it. How many emails a day do you get? How many emails have you scrolled through and said, there's a note from so-and-so, I, I should read that now. And you just keep scrolling and you keep scrolling. You find that note a few days later, you read it and you're like, oh, geez, this was for my birthday and I didn't even acknowledge that they gave it to me. Same thing with Valentine's, Christmas, whatever. We have a tendency to scroll through the digital and delete it. We don't hold on to it. We don't give it any significance. We send them a quick thank you and we it's gone. We don't have to focus on it anymore. We get so much more value out of a physical card that we can touch that the benefits of it are unreal. It's, there's two times more emotional response when you get a physical card than when you get a digital one. And they actually measured this in mothers on Mother's Day. They put little caps on their heads with electrodes, sent them a digital card and sent them a real card to see the difference. Uh, I don't know if my mom would be up to that on a Mother's Day, but it was interesting to see the pictures. I talk about when I get the card, but it's balanced on both sides. When you're picking the card, you're looking for something that expresses yourself. Maybe you find a card that's just perfect for that private joke that the two of you had. You know, picking a card is as important as getting a card. And if you think about people who are alone or who don't have a lot of contact with the world, they're the ones that need to get these written messages the most. It boosts their self-esteem. It increases their self-worth. It makes them feel like somebody took the time to think about them, to leave their homes, go and get something, put a note on it, pay for the, pay for it, put a stamp on it, put it in the mail. That's an effort as opposed to, hey, I was thinking you hit enter and send. So cards are really a valuable way to show people that you care. It, does, it doesn't have to be Valentine's Day. If you're thinking of somebody and you happen to be in the grocery store, don't skip the card aisle. I know they can be expensive. Then go to the dollar store and get one there. Just the fact that you got one, it doesn't matter if you paid eight ninety five or one ninety five, ninety seven cents. It doesn't matter. You took the time to find something for someone, and you sent it to them and let them know that you're thinking about them, and it's something that they can keep and they can put on display, and they can have that little bit of happiness there all the time. Of course, the women are buying the cards because we're sentimental, because we're soft, because in general, there's not a lot of guys out there who take the time to read through that huge display of cards. 
my husband is the exception. He always buys me these smushy cards, whether it's Christmas, Valentine's, my birthday, anything. But he always takes the time to read through them to find the right one. But those busy guys, those gruff guys that we just love to just not show their emotions. They're just grizzly bears with big hearts. They like to pick the first or second one they read and send it to you. But you know what? They did it. They could have sent you a virtual bouquet of flowers, but no, they took the time. They're showing you. Anyway, I got off track because according to the statistics, men don't tend to buy cards for their significant other. What they do tend to buy and what we both tend to buy for each other is chocolate. When chocolate is the number one Valentine's Day gift, that classic heart-shaped box of chocolates. That's what we all kind of want deep down inside. We don't want a square box. We want the heart-shaped one. At least I do. Chocolate is interesting because there's so many chemicals in chocolate that will stimulate and satisfy our senses. They've discovered there's 400 different substances that makes chocolate's scent and its smell and its aroma, its taste. Scent, smell, and aroma are all the same word. Excuse me. It makes that specific chocolate taste and it stimulates your senses. When you smell those chemicals in that combination, you know it's chocolate. And the other great thing about chocolate is that the cocoa butter in it, it melts at exactly the temperature of your mouth. As soon as you put that chocolate in your mouth, it melts and your taste buds acknowledge the flavor of it. Endorphins will flood your body. Endorphins are natural painkillers. They're actually considered to be the the pain hormone. Runners talking about getting that endorphin rush. Well, that's how they've gone so far. They're in so much pain and then they get this endorphin rush and all the pain goes away and they're excited and they're feeling euphoric and they're happy. And that's what happens when you eat chocolate. You get that warmth and that euphoria. And then you've got the sugar. Sugar is a stimulator of neurotransmitters in your brain that regulate mood. That's why we get addicted to sugar, because it provides a sense of calm and well-being and makes you feel happy. Another chemical that chocolate has in it is something called theobromine. And it's similar to caffeine. So when you absorb it, It stimulates your nervous system and increases your heart rate. So you actually get a little bit of a boost of energy. It has a high content of phenylethylamine. Phenylethylamine? I think that's how you say it. Or it's also known as PEA. And PEA levels are enhanced when people are in love. When they do tests on everything, they test their their PEA levels. And if they are in love, then they have lots in it. And... When you eat chocolate, it has a high content of PEA, and that mimics the effect of being in love, at least temporarily, while you're eating the chocolate. You get that euphoric high. It can be actually liked to the same high as you get from cannabis, but it's not as concentrated. In fact, if you wanted to get a cannabis high from chocolate, you'd have to eat 27 pounds of chocolate all at once to get the same high as smoking a doobie. Maybe you want to do that this Valentine's Day. I don't know. It's it's legal here in Canada. We've all heard about dark chocolate and how it's packed with protective antioxidants like flavanols, which are also found in red wine and blueberry and green tea and all of those health foods. And they reduce your risk of heart disease and cancer. It's a good source of minerals like magnesium and copper, which are essential to bone health and cell function and the neurotransmitters that regulate mood. So why wouldn't you eat chocolate? You're reducing your risk of heart disease. You're reducing your risk of cancer. You're boosting your immune system. You're making yourself feel better. Well, here's a little 
thing called calories. Calories sneak out at night and make your clothes smaller. Some of the compounds in chocolate have been known to trigger headaches. You have to be careful about how much you eat. Most health people say that you can eat an ounce of chocolate, dark chocolate a day and still have good health benefits from it. If you're feeling sad this Valentine's Day, give yourself a kiss or two of chocolate. And remember, spring's just around the corner. The other sign of spring that we celebrate Valentine's Day, flowers. This is one of my favorites. I like to have flowers in my house all the time. It's the horticulturalist, the gardener in me. Love to have flowers. I actually root for the underdog, and I'm always checking out the discount flowers for carnations and daisies to see how they look. Roses and lilies, not so much, but carnations and daisies will last so long. They have to put a reduced sticker on them after a few days, and I can have them in my house for a week. Two weeks, even, if you change the water and take care of them. Having a bouquet of flowers in your home is a link to nature. You smell them, you can see them, you can touch the petals, you can link yourself with outdoors and nature. There's a scientific hypothesis called the biophilia hypothesis. And that is the hypothesis that we have an inherent biological need for being in touch with nature that actually is important for our well-being, to keep our stress levels under control, to keep our minds focused and give us a break from all the stimuli around us. We need to be in nature. That's why having flowers around is something that will give you a little bit of a break from a fast-paced environment. The colors make you happier, and that's called chromotherapy. Some people love pinks, other people love purples. Yellows are considered to be bright and cheery. Color is used to balance your energy, and it could be any energy. It doesn't have to be your physical energy. It could be your emotional energy, your spiritual energy, your mental energy. And that feeling with nature, connecting with nature, triggers dopamine and serotonin and oxytocin in your brain. All these neurotransmitters, the happy brain chemicals. When we were hunter-gatherers, we would see flowers blossoming. We would get a sense that something special is coming, spring was coming, and our dopamine levels would start to rise. And we'd know that something was going to come after this long, cold, hungry winter. Serotonin, we know it's good for your well-being and happiness. When you're giving them, you release serotonin because you're, you're proud and excited to have the receiver enjoy them. It doesn't matter if you're buying them, you're growing them, you're giving them to somebody, you're receiving them, or you're watching, or even looking at them. You're going to get a physiological benefit from having flowers around you. Oxytocin is also called the love hormone because it's associated with empathy, with caring for others, with trust, and with building relationships. And flowers communicate that we want to make an effort in our relationship to help you connect, to help you create a closer bond with the emotional person that you're either giving them to or receiving them from. Having these things around you, this chocolate, this flower, this card for Valentine's Day is actually something that benefits you. You don't need somebody else to buy them for you. If you don't get anything from somebody else, that doesn't matter. You know what you could do? You can go online right now, or when you're finished listening to this, you can go online and you can order yourself some flowers sent to your home. You can include a card or a box of chocolates. You spend a little bit on yourself. Remember the self-love. Remember how we're all supposed to acknowledge the fact that we matter, that all of the love we feel and the empathy we feel for other people comes from ourselves. 
if we can love ourselves, then the world will love us back. And it's so much easier to love others. So get yourself some chocolate. I mean, come on, who wouldn't want chocolate? We buy it for ourselves on Halloween. Actually, we buy it to give it to the kids on Halloween. And we eat the first bag that we bring in the house and have to go out and buy a second bag. So why wouldn't you buy yourself uh, chocolate on Valentine's Day? It makes no sense to leave yourself out of the loop like that. This is a really quick overview of why you need to have flowers and chocolates and cards. And the value and the benefit of giving them, not just on Valentine's Day, but all year round. It's a way of showing that self-love, a way of showing that self-worth. It is a quick thing that you can do when you're out shopping to grab a card for somebody that pops into your mind, write a quick note, pop it in the mail, and know that when they receive it, they'll be thinking of you and they'll have something that you've physically touched, that they're now physically touching. Maybe not so much as the flowers if you have them delivered, but the fact that you ordered them and you picked those specific flowers for them, roses, daisies, chrysanthemums, lilies, I love lilies, whatever it is that you specifically saw and made you think of them, they'll know that you spent the time to go through and pick it out. So I guess what I'm trying to say today is just love yourself. It's Valentine's Day. You don't have to love somebody else on Valentine's Day. You can love your mother or your father or your friends. You can share the love with a card or a single flower. It doesn't have to be a whole big bouquet. A dollar store card and a single flower wrapped with love from you. So I'm just going to leave you with that. Be nice to yourself. Give yourself love. Give yourself some grace to acknowledge the fact that you matter and you're important and that on Valentine's Day, it's not wrong to spend that love and that energy on yourself. So I want to grab my little vase here and remember, you are so beautiful. And we're going to, I know I sound like I'm rushing, but I'm just having so much fun. This is a really fun one today. Uh, yeah, I'm going to draw a card out. There's, there's so many in here. I think there must be like two years worth of cards in here. Little piece of paper. So this one, aw, life is a gift. Go ahead and unwrap it. That's so perfect. You guys, you need to give yourself, life is a gift. Go ahead and unwrap it. You got to go out there. You got to get yourself motivated. Try to forget that it's winter time. Try to forget that this it's cold and chilly. Today is beautiful. I see a blue sky. I'm going to be stuffing my face with chocolate and looking at some pretty flowers. And you know what? Life is a gift. Every day is a gift. It's a new moment to surge forward and start anew. So go ahead and unwrap it. What a perfect one for Valentine's Day. Don't forget to send me your questions. Don't forget to do all the things that I've been telling you to do through this whole episode. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. You are all so amazing and so wonderful. I just hope that you can take the time to tell yourself that and not wait for somebody else to tell you. Go get your chocolate. Go get your flowers. Go unwrap life. Go and be the amazing person that you are. And remember, I'm here if you need me. And you don't have to be sad by yourself. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, 
Please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. And don't forget to subscribe. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Rochelle Gregg or on Facebook at Rochelle Craig. Thanks again, and I hope to see you next time.